Need a versatile and sustainable material to beautify and create an eco-friendly home? Well, consider Bamboo, a hardy, durable product from a renewable resource Bamboo building materials are becoming more and more popular with eco-aware consumers and environmentally responsible designers. Zoo Bamboo Philippines are the pioneers when it comes to quality bamboo materials in the Philippines. With a focus on all premium bamboo natural products, whether it's indoor and outdoor flooring, cladding, outdoor decking, or veneers. Build sustainably with bamboo. Get in touch with Zoo Bamboo via their website, zoobamboo.net today. Welcome back to another episode of Soulful Feast, bite-sized information to nourish your body, mind, and spirit. Today, I want to talk about new beginnings, what it's like to start over. You know, we had a past episode with Mika Ellen. We speak about her breakup and my breakup, but really, what is it like to go through a whole new phase in life with a whole new relationship? Today, I am fortunate to have with me a really good friend of mine who I actually got close to over the pandemic. Um, we have a writer, TV, and event host and content creator, James Deacon. Hi, Peter James. Hi, guys. Hi. And with us today is his beautiful new partner. We have fitness influencer and content creator, Roxy Delavan. Hello. Hi. All right. Let's... And with Roxy oh, is... Oh, yeah, my doggy Pepper. <laughs> okay. Well, that says something about her beautiful character because my doggy is picky. Okay. Pepper's picky. All right. So let's just get right down to it. You know, um, there's a big elephant in the room. You went through a reckoning over the pandemic. We had some long conversations about this. Um eventually you left your marriage. Let's talk just briefly. We don't need to dwell on it. What sparked that that change and to suddenly take life into a different path? Okay, well, on probably from your perspective and other people's perspective, it happened like that. But that was probably the most difficult part about this. It didn't happen like that. We had our own um, internal, we had our discussions. We had decided in 2018 together as a couple um, whether this was working or not. And we amicably decided that's no. It's, you know, we tried. Um, we were already, what, 25 years almost at that stage. And um, so we decided to call it as a separation. So it was very mutual. In fact, it was my wife who brought it up. It wasn't a, it wasn't a big moment. You know, that was, it was a discussion we had. There wasn't a fight. There wasn't a catalyst. There wasn't, you lost all our money in, in gambling. You, yeah. you, you drank it all away. You had an affair. Nothing like that. It was just after struggling for, for so long with lack of communication being, I guess, the main thing, um, it got brought to a head, you know, and we decided let's try it out first as a trial separation and not say anything to anyone so we didn't have that extra pressure you know how it is people tend to so many voices too many voices you. too many Absolutely. voices so, and opinions yeah. exactly so you know it's it there's a lot going on even if it's amicable that's another thing that's kind of i wanted to dispel that that myth that just because it's amicable doesn't mean it's not painful it doesn't hurt or there's it's just two adults trying to work through it because you have higher purpose you have kids um, speaking of the kids, that's why we wanted to sort of keep it um, buried. My, yeah. Yes, my daughter was um, in an Opus Dei school. Actually, so was my son. But she was just about to graduate. So we, my wife asked at the time, can we wait till she's 18? 
seemed like a very reasonable request to make. And as we were still trying to work it out, what I'm getting at here is there was like two years before the pandemic, before we actually physically separated, um, that nobody really knew about. Yeah. Not even the kids. So when you did finally come out, let's say, and be like, okay, this is the new life, this is the new me, what was going through your head? What were the changes that you wanted to make in your life? Well, that was the trickiest part, Steph, because there wasn't really that moment. There wasn't really like, okay, today's the day we, we kind of, yeah. the way it happened was, all right, so pandemic came in, it gave the perfect cover. Mm -hmm. Like you couldn't beg for a perfect actual cover for this whole yeah. thing, right? Nobody was asking questions, everyone's at home, etc. So n we went to our, I went to an apartment um, and then she stayed in the house with the kids and we tried to sort of see how it, it went from there. And then as okay, internally the family started to know and stuff like that. At what point do you make this announcement, yeah. right? It's yeah, a little it's presumptuous. Exactly. It's hard. So it's a tricky spot because you're in a pandemic. There are things that are bigger than this. Of course. Does it seem very narcissistic to sort of say, hey, I know that the world stopped for everybody, but I want to make an announcement about yeah. something you didn't ask about. And so <laughs> it was a very tricky, tricky spot. So kind of left it, left it, left it. But then it got to the stage when the pandemic was opening up. That's where it got tricky yeah. because we were like, okay, I had met Roxy during the pandemic. How do we introduce it now? Because it's getting a little... Yeah, because there was no precursor, Exactly. Right? Okay, so let's talk about that. First, on to happier things at the moment. How did you guys meet? I, I remember exactly when okay. James <laughs> popped into my DMs. Oh, <laughs> I was I posted a story about a certain coin. I was asking like um like an uh, impulse yeah. check. What what do you think of this coin? Because I was in, I was into crypto, crypto way, early in into case. crypto. And then he was one of those who responded and we chatted a little bit. And then I actually didn't know him, but I knew him by name, but I didn't know how he looked like because you weren't based in the philippines yeah i wasn't right? based in the philippines i also wasn't subscribed to the mainstream media here mm -hmm. because i was always moving around i was traveling so much overseas and kind of like a digital nomad for a yeah. few years and so he popped into my dms chatted a little bit and took it from there i mean got to know each other more and then he shared a little bit of his situation that he was separated and that um, but he couldn't announce it publicly and then we had coffee and then we just clicked right away Amazing. yeah it was really the situation the timing was incredible because i Could didn't you perk up when you yeah, did that? <laughs> I you know i honestly i'll reveal a little bit more here but um i honestly thought because judging when you saw her profile well she was based in dubai Right? So there was no indication. That, so it felt safe. Yeah. I was in a very vulnerable spot because, you know, I, I did kind of have this public personality. So I had to be very, very, very careful. I can't just be like yeah. chatting online with girls and stuff like that. So Roxy seemed safe. She was so well, far away from my world geographically and everything else. Um, so when I like kind of, it came out, remember, I was like, well, when do you plan to visit Manila? Yeah. Again, maybe we can grab a coffee or something like that. Again, feelings that there was this, this oceans between us and we were like so safe. And she goes, I'm actually here right now. Oh my God. And I was like, where? And we were in the same area. Wow. So I was like, oh my God, how is this? This is, this is too crazy. Yeah. Um, this is so 2021. So pandemic restrictions were still pretty, mm -hmm. pretty tight. 
um, but because we were in the same area, <laughs> we could sort of meet up and, um, you know. That's great. And we did, and we got along so well. I guess in that circumstance, you feel like you're so, the, the world was so different back then, yeah. right? And then here are these two people that kind of found each other. And because you, you know how like the, the, the same vibe of a holiday fling, I'm not trying to say you're holiday yeah. fling, but the, the only comparison I can use is, you know. The intensity. You, the intensity, because you, you kind of feel safe that you're not going to see this person again. Yeah. Um, you, you, you reveal a lot more about yourself. You're not as vulnerable. But I also feel like the pandemic made us just more authentic in general. Because you wanted real human connections, yes. mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like I think you were craving for, for that. For me, it was like. Well, we want to live in a no bullshit world. Yes. Because, you know, there's so much hardship and so many people, quite frankly, dying that, you know, I want to live life with no bullshit, right? And so when you connect with people, uh, it's very intense and very real. And and with with Roxy in particular, she she had a uh, a finishing a deadline like she was leaving this was very clear to from the very beginning look i'm i'm only stuck here for a little while because yes i'm i'm from the philippines but i'm based out and i just got stuck yeah. i got i i missed time my flight and all this i'm stuck in the pandemic as soon as this is over i'm going back i'm going back yeah. and so it's not just dubai there was canada so yeah. she was she had already picked out her course and everything so her life was mapped out which gave me even more confidence because you know i didn't feel like this was gonna there get. was no like long-term commitment no, no whatever i love zero. it no expectations yeah. zero look so, at you now you're still here yeah <laughs> well yeah but, no. well, <laughs> so exactly too much of a good thing i guess because but then i guess what i'm getting at seth is you were able to unburden in a way that you couldn't unburden with Absolutely. somebody who was in your circle yeah. somebody who had yeah there was too much risk with anyone else so I felt because I'm not going to see this person again, she's going to be one of those people that come into my life and will have something very special. But then she moves on, I move on. We'll never forget each other, but it'll never happen. Yeah. So I invested everything. That's amazing. And it was for me the first time that I had really been able to be myself because, you know, you, you, you grow up with this pub. My whole living has been my public yeah. persona. And I hate to say it, but yeah, I kind of, because it was happened from so young, I didn't have a college degree. I didn't finish high school. I didn't have these qualifications. So I had to monetize my personality. Absolutely. That's literally all I could. I could. It's so, your bread and butter. It's my bread and butter. It's the business of you, right? But when you start at 16, 17, and you know that that's your future, you have nothing else to fall back on, you kind of fall into, even in your personal life, you, you don't know where to draw that line. So I was always on parade. I was always on playing a role for somebody, somebody, even whether it was socially, I hate to say it sometimes, even within my family, because it was so ingrained in me. So with Roxy, because I felt, okay, this girl's gonna go and um, this pandemic's gonna, it's crazy, I just was real. Because what have I got to lose? Absolutely. Nothing. And then she stuck around. So now she knows all my secrets and I can never get rid of her. <laughs> So that's, that's it. it. I know she knows too much. all the bodies are buried. Isn't it so liberating? It I mean, is. I've had my own encounter like that where you just meet somebody that's like, well, I can be absolutely myself and totally bear my soul. And yes. why? Why why shouldn't I? And then you realize, why can't I live my life like this every day? Mm-hmm. Why do I always have to put up a, 
a charade, you yeah. know, right? Because, well, the more you put into the charade, the more investment you have in that facade. Crazy, yeah. And then you really don't know. That's why I think it was it was fate or a miracle, however you want to, whatever you want to assign to that. It wouldn't have happened otherwise. Yeah. Outside of a pandemic, we've talked about this many times. I don't see any situation. Yeah, you wouldn't have broken down that no. wall. Yeah, right. And let's say if she had lived here and she was one of these uh, people in my social circle and stuff, I just wouldn't have even the age difference, the everything. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, right? no, it's really, yeah. all the optics were wrong. So I would have naturally strayed away. I wouldn't have even given it that opportunity. So let's like, okay, one learning here for you guys is really being vulnerable mm -hmm. and being your most authentic self. Sure. Not just with potential partners or whatever, but with everybody, mm -hmm. because that's how you forge deeper connections. Mm -hmm. Correct. Absolutely. That's with friendships, with your family, mm -hmm. right? That's our number one learning for today. You know, in this podcast, I always try to glean out like nuggets of wisdom from the people I speak to, because, you know, just these experiences are what give us that wisdom to keep moving forward. So one, vulnerability. It's amazing. We should be vulnerable and open. Now, number two, when you finally, guys, just came out in the open. Okay, let's put it out there. What is your age gap? Da, 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 da. Okay, I'll tell this one. All right. <laughs> I don't know if I'm jumping the gun, but that was the biggest worry I had telling my yeah. kids, right? Okay. Because, you know. Of course. Yeah. So the gap is twenty years. Twenty years. So, but when That's my generation. but when I yeah. when my kids asked, I said it was like thirty five, just so they went what you know, and then when I was ah, I got you at the twenty. Only twenty. <laughs> <laughs> you see your face. Thank God. I used to sell you scars yeah, before, I so I know the tricks. <laughs> so twenty years. Okay, so. But she's older than all of my kids. Okay, I so guess that how, was the line so I, that I wanted to ask really like, first of all, there's so many layers to this question, right? So it's like one, what's it like to, you know, have that age gap outside your own bubble between the two of you, right? Because of course, between the two of you, it doesn't matter. Age doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. But outside it, there's mm -hmm. so many other factors. Ah. And number two, how did the kids react? Do you want to take this first? All right. Well... Um, in our inner circles, it didn't really matter that much because once you hung out with us, you actually wouldn't notice that there was a 20-year age gap. With the way that our dynamic, our relationship dynamic, is, is, it's very fair, I would say. Um, it's, uh, sometimes James would tell me that I didn't get the memo because of the way I tease him. Because it's like, it's not like I treat him as someone who's 20 years old, no. my yeah, senior. No, it's like, no, I feel like you're the same age as me. Sometimes I'm treated like the younger one. Yeah, sometimes I feel like I believe I'm, that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's really I totally obvious. believe that. Yeah, because yeah. there's this term as an old soul. I feel like I'm one of those. Yeah, that's true. And I've had also the early childhood experience that I would say I'm already rich in life experiences as Part early as much, in yeah, my childhood days. So. Um, I feel like in the inner circles, they would understand that, hey, actually, if you've seen them together, they, there's, they actually are very happy and there's so much spark. But then we go to the public eye. Exactly. And here is where the scrutiny happens. Because um, not only that I am 20 years younger, I kind of have a lot of baby fat still in my face, which kind of gives me this younger looking. And then with my personality that's bubbly, and then it's like it adds a lot more youthfulness yeah. to it. 
Was there any trolling, negativity? Was it difficult? I'll take this one because it's... Were people meaner to you than to him or vice versa? It's easy to it's easy to say yes and all that because we are the subject, so we're far more sensitive to it. So even if it's one comment out of a thousand, that's like, well, yes, we got we got hate, but we got to separate ourselves from that. Yeah. That's the only reason why I think is if we do separate ourselves from it, we're not actually it was very 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 little to none. Yeah. So, but if you obviously when you're in the middle of it, everything feels personal and stuff like that. Um, so I would say on the whole, none. But of course, in our world, what we would see were people trying to make trying to make gulu. Yes, there is. Yeah. There are always going to be people who are very opinionated um, about these things. But it wasn't getting any traction. Yeah. That was the key. Okay. It wasn't picking up any traction because I guess people had were able to see that. All right, for one, um, with my public life, I had never monetized my family image. That was not where I was, yeah, I was always this transport guy, I was always Tito James, so I was never husband James, daddy James, yeah. the whole... Which is hard, because which is very I hard. think for a lot of women, women tend to fall into that trope, right? I yeah. mean, I actually had a person tell me once, like, when I got married before and I didn't have kids yet, we don't know where to place you, because you're not like hot young thing anymore, but you're yeah. also not mommy, you know? Like, yeah, 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 So yeah. I think like they, men they like have to an advantage where they don't need to capitalize on no. their role. Yeah. They just are who they are, whereas yeah. women yeah. tend to have to play this yes. roles, right? And yes, that's true. And so I didn't go into that. I just built my public persona up on my transport, yeah. on my my social media, and my family were quite private about it. Yeah. Sometimes I would show my kids, but my my ex never really wanted to be in that public Space, eye yeah. anyway. So that helped. That helped a lot because had they had they known us as a power yeah, of couple, our social, hard, right? yes, as like major cheese mess. Yes, right? exactly. Okay, so but moving that from that, and also to be honest, like. I I mean, whenever I get trolls, I just delete, block, ignore, right? Yes. Like I mean, who cares? However, it's more painful when the mudslinging or scrutiny comes from people within your circle, whether it's like friends, family, mm-hmm. or even just community. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that, yeah. So, how was that like? I mean, I can imagine, especially in the South yeah. and where you guys came from, that's mm-hmm. a pretty small circle. Yeah. Very, that yeah, village yeah. is, you know. Well, that's, that's, that's it right there because the trawling online, on I honestly can say, with that pre-qualifying, what I said was, no, none in terms of how the, somebody else would look and go, no, that, that, you, that was fine, you, you weren't trolled. But yes, in the family um, and the close friends, that's where it can get a little bit, because you're always the last to hear about it too. Yeah. So by the time you hear about it, you know you've, you've done all the Viber groups by then. Yeah. You know, you've been in every, every Tita Viber group. What was the worst? The a worst. very, very close family friend. Very, very close, close, close family friend from the time I was grew up, not with just her, with her kids and everything like that. That was painful because we were doing great as a, a couple that was separated. We were, I was visiting the house every weekend. Uh, all family functions were together. There was never this division of... And then this family friend... Um, decided to talk to my ex and start saying things that were like, you know, you shouldn't be accepting this. You, you know that voice that you shouldn't be. No, you shouldn't be right. You can be right, right, right. And then started putting her own assumptions into why, and then telling other people that really hurt because that was that came from from within. And you were like, I was just here. I was. You, I'm on speed dial. 
You have every possible way to contact me. Why didn't you just ask? Why did you assume, oh, did, did, did I not build any equity in the whole lifelong relationship? Those things do hurt a little bit because you're like, you don't expect, you expect it from the public, but you expect more from your inner circle. But then as the cliche is, it, it's really from within. And what's hard is, you know, what, what I find is like these people who have opinions of your life, yes. mm -hmm. they're not living in it. They don't yeah. realize the kind of destruction mm -hmm. that they can cause mm -hmm. by just Yes, uh, even just a comment here and there. Yeah, yeah by just commenting, yes. right? Mm -hmm. Especially when, when it's commenting from, you know, the optics already are a challenge. You know, we're not, we're not blind to this. We know from the age to the, the, the own midlife crisis, all of these things are, mm -hmm. are there. So we know the truth, but we also know that there's a perception that you have to deal with. Yeah. So when somebody comes in and starts, you know, making that even harder for you, and that person's supposed to be from your own tribe, you're like, no, that, and there was more than one or two of them. And so you, you, and you feel like, wait, you're just making stuff up based on a, on a feeling yeah. mm -hmm. because of what it looks like to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's crazy, right? Why can't we just operate with kindness and understanding? Well, mm -hmm. especially like if it's, it's not your life. It's not, yeah. you're not involved. Yeah. <laughs> you're not you're involved. You're not in a place to make a comment like exactly. that. Well, it turns out without getting too into it, that, that this person was also having their, their own, own issues. So yeah, so it's, it's a lot of projection. Yeah. And so then when I realized that, I kind of, okay, it's, uh, it is this is human nature. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it still hurts, but it's, you just got to roll with it. So, you know, building on from there, how are you with your ex right now? So you mentioned you were in a good place and then this perhaps situation sort of like polluted it. Was it, Difficult. Did things change when you guys came out as a couple? You yes, know, it did. things were going well, except from 2018, 19. Uh, okay, nobody knew, so definitely we were doing fine because otherwise people would have known. Um, pandemic went through that. Okay, great. I would still visit and all that. So 2023 February was when we came out um, publicly. Not immediately, but I, I have a feeling it, it it had something to do with that. Now. To be completely fair, I do understand that, that that's, that's a difficult thing for anyone, regardless of, of how amicable, regardless whether there's been y years between it. It's the first time, yeah. the first person you ever see your, your partner with um, outside of you. And so I was, we were both very, very sensitive to that. But we had to, that had to be counterweight against, I am a public figure, so is Roxy. At some point... It's going to come out and, and you lose control of that narrative yeah. if it's a follower that takes a picture and says, what's going on here? Yeah. So it was a difficult decision to make, but it was, it was a necessary one. Um, and we seek a lot of you know, advice and stuff about this because you are in a, a tricky yeah. spot. So if we at least are the ones that announce it, well... You own the narrative. You own it because, yeah, but then if, some, if you lose control, then by the time you try and catch up, that's it. You yeah. lost it. And, you know, I've seen both of you hanging out with some of your children oh, as yeah. well. So how did they react to that? Because I think for the most part out there, guys, like when people think of sp split ups and divorces and separations, we always think about the children. Yeah. And um, well, I only have my experience with younger children. Um, you have children that are almost all adults. Really. Yeah, I have so, a 24, 20 and 17. Yes. So how did they first take actually more than the, the breakup but also introducing someone new yeah. into their life the 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 first part was of course the, the breakup we 
came clean about, my, my ex and I came clean. So we sat them down and we, we talked to them about it. Um, they took that fairly, by, by considering everything, they took it quite well. <clears throat> but they were like um, a little surprised because I guess part of the huge problem we had was a lack of communication. So that meant we weren't fighting. So they didn't see that. They didn't see any cracks in the facade or in the wall. And um, so when that was the only, I guess, dominant emotion was, well, what happened? I mean, like, I thought this is all right. Okay, then after that, it's okay. In hindsight, I can see it now. All right, all right, now I'm piecing it together. That's why this, that's why that. So they were okay with it. Of course, the natural heartbreak of a, you know, a family, there's no diluting that, but they, they accepted that and they were okay. Then um, when I introduced them to Roxy, um, I <laughs> brought them to Singapore and I decided to like take them out of the country for a little while and I spent some time with them and then eventually I, I said, look, you know, we've been separated for this time, etc. And I met somebody and then they were like, okay, and they were very uh, accepting. And that's when I told them, they, when the question came up, so how old is she? <laughs> and I, I can't remember if I said 17 or something shocking, just, just for them to get completely, you know. And then, so when I said 30, they were like, oh, thank okay. God, thank God. <laughs> um, the short answer is they took it well, but there's, there's still levels to well, yes, right? So obviously. they were very, I think they were deep down, they understood they were happy for me that they could see me happy. I think that's genuine, that they felt that. Yeah. But there's also, I guess there's a, there's, a, there's a certain loyalty to the mother. It's like, wait, we're happy for you that. Are you okay, mom? Because yes. I don't want to be too happy for him if you're not. That's, that's the, the most that we got out the of it. The dynamic. The dynamic yeah. only. It's like we got absolutely nothing against Roxy, obviously, but how does, how does how our does... relationship affect? So they're in that, that stage where... Obvious. Can I yes. can I pet? Can I? Are you okay? That it's they're, they're feeling it out. Pepper. I'm sorry. sorry for being All a prop. I love it. I love it. He even move so he can get into the yeah. camera. But that's that's what that's all it is. Okay. It's nothing deeper than. So that. I want to ask Roxy's version, mm -hmm. right? What was it like to meet, um, quite frankly, children mm -hmm. that? Can actually be your siblings, yeah. or yeah, I mean, let's I be honest, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, what was it like to suddenly come into their life? Yes. How did you feel? Well, to be honest, it was kind of nerve wracking for me because it's like I don't know what my role is. Like, I'm I'm old enough to be like their older sibling. I'm not posing as a stepmom. I'm really not. And it's like I was asking. I remember asking James, should I make myself look older? Like I can contour wrinkles <laughs> and wear like a dust. Just so, just so I look older than I am, and then his his advice was, you know what, just be yourself. Yeah. And it's the best advice that I got because yes, I just I'm I'm me. I didn't have to play a role. Yeah. I didn't try hard for them to like me. Of course, I was sensitive with the fact that it's it might be difficult for them to see their dad with another woman, and they're not used to this. Yeah. So, um, I was I was sensitive to that, but. Eventually, we, we got along very well because they probably felt that I wasn't trying and I wasn't pretending. So it was, um, 
you're more inclined to like a person when you see their authentic self. Yeah, which absolutely. Is... Yeah, so when you're not trying to win approval, that, that's, I guess, was the key there. And then when that happened, turns out she has more in common with them than I do. Yeah, because <laughs> so, I get, I, I know the, the games that they play, and yeah. I know what they're into, the we music, have so much to the talk this. about. I can bring in James to the conversations and help him catch up with what they're into. Yeah, bridge those, yeah. you know. That's um, fine. Yeah, so it... Again, it, it's it's they they had nothing against her, which was really it, it helped a lot. But I think it's just down to the dynamics, and that those will eventually sort itself out. The beauty of Asian skin is as diverse as the continent itself. Genetics and climate play a huge role in how the skin behaves and responds. You Beauty understands the importance of a tailor-fit skincare routine to address the unique requirements of Asian skin. You Beauty is proud of their protect and repair skincare routine because let's face it, we all need to protect our skin in the morning to combat environmental factors that affect our skin and also give our skin time to heal and repair at night. Follow You Beauty's social pages to learn more about how You Beauty can give you long-lasting beauty. Need a versatile and sustainable material to beautify and create an eco-friendly home? Well, consider Bamboo, a hardy, durable product from a renewable resource. Bamboo building materials are becoming more and more popular with eco-aware consumers and environmentally responsible designers. Zoo Bamboo Philippines are the pioneers when it comes to quality bamboo materials in the Philippines. With a focus on all premium bamboo natural products, whether it's indoor and outdoor flooring, cladding, outdoor decking, or veneers. Build sustainably with bamboo. Get in touch with Zoo Bamboo via their website, zoobamboo.net today. So, do you feel like society was kinder to one of you or both of you, like to men, to women, or in, in general? It's a good question. Yeah, it's a very good question. Actually, initially, because when we came out publicly on, so, on our social media, we kind of had like a burst of viral videos that were really funny. And it's like, we kind of looked like we were just working together. So we were going viral, James and Roxy here and there, but not a lot of people know that we were dating. Like, I felt like that was obvious, but it wasn't for a lot of people. So they liked us both for our comedy videos, funny reels and such. Yeah. And then um, from there, um, of course, you get those little comments of like, oh, they look like um, daughter, yeah, father, and daughter. daughter. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, of course, you get that. Um, ganda ng anak mo. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it, it's, again, and elephant also, in the room. Also, just owning up to it. Right? Yeah. Like, there's no cheesemess if you're open exactly. about it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 No shame. So yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. in 2023, if that's if that freaks you out 20 years, you, you're not going to get through life very well. You're going to, you're in for a lot of shocks. I mean, look at the relationships now. I mean, there's, anyway. They take all shapes and sizes Absolutely. and everything, mm -hmm. right? Like, mm -hmm. there's no more rules. Like, it's like basically loving the soul it, you're it not that. loving exactly. anymore the person but you yeah. fall in love with someone's soul mm -hmm. and sometimes yeah. that can be like a man a woman mm -hmm. right uh, yeah, people yeah, are yeah. Pansexual, yeah. people are pansexual people there's no more mm -hmm. labels so why must we be ageist also exactly. 
It's exactly because I know I know some fifty-year-olds that I just can't relate to because they're just not. Maybe yeah. that's their life mm-hmm. experience or something like that. Severe Isif Mata, that's it. I was going to compliment <laughs> Actually, Rock. Actually, I, I can she's second mature, that. But okay, yeah, maybe I am Isif Mata. <laughs> but it, it is. I'm it, she is an old soul, so she it's is, definitely. Yeah. I wouldn't say um, she's a normal thirty-year-old in that regard. That and I, I wanted to also go back to that question you said about like with the groups and stuff because that's a big thing. Um, because of her being stationed outside so long, there's no like barcada that comes with this. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't inherit yeah. an entire twenty something barcada. That could have been difficult. I think that's what you were leading at before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did the age gap, especially with the, we didn't have that. It wasn't like she had a council of like, well, your council is. Yeah, they're also overseas, they're also, yeah. and they're also adulting already, and it's a totally different. Absolutely. But yes, had I picked her out from a group traditionally of let's say the twenty-somethings that were partying in Poblacion, I would have to be relating to that yeah. whole I group. I feel old when I party you in Poblacion. Yeah, yeah. I don't party I go at all. And they're like, "Hi, Tita." I'm like, "I don't know you." In fact, that's that's yeah. that's, 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 yeah. that's where we were, we came out. We came yeah. out in Dr. Wine on the uh, rooftop. Yeah, and it was in this area. And we were on the rooftop of Dr. Wine and we had our, our photo taken there. That's the photo that we shared to go public. I it was Valentine's it. Well, Day. Well, you know what? That's what I love about my hood, published on, mm-hmm. is that it's so accepting and it's for everyone. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Except you know there was a really funny story oh, of that particular us. night. Yeah, like that, that particular night, because we're speaking about the age and all that. You know, Dr. Wine's kind of dark yes. and all that. And so at the end, um, I asked for the bill. We were chatting. And I just, you know, like grabbed the folder and, you know, put the credit card in there and we were taking a photos. In that kind of thing, I accidentally took the wrong card out of my wallet and I put my license. Yeah. It was just a innocent Whatever. mistake. Yeah. Yeah. So when the waiter came back and he put it down there, um, I was like, okay, that picture, picture. And then, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, but you, like, well, why is my, you know that, why yeah. did I? And because I guess he saw the confusion in my face, he goes, okay, that's right, okay, now. I know. In apply for the discount. Senior discount. Woo! <laughs> Woo! We went there. I was like, oh my god! I was like, because what? Oh my god! Then when the, the penny worst. dropped, oh, that I thought that's why you gave me your license. <laughs> no, I. Oh, that, it left the mark. Yeah, I'm dying. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I'm dying, and yeah. I hope you don't dye your hair. We uh, like the gray. Don't oh, worry, yeah, I love it. the gray. Yeah. Oh my. God. Oh my god, that's the worst. That, 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 that was really that, and that was. Okay, the I'm Tita. You can call me Tita every time. That's for my senior. Oh my god. No, well, you know, I I feel like obviously we always say it age is nothing but a number, but I think it's much more true right now mm-hmm. than it ever was before. When you think of like the Golden Girls and how old they were in in the Golden Girls, they were in their fifties. I, I I saw that recently. That was oh shocking. my god, that's I shocking. always thought they were in their eighties. Yeah, me too. Right? Because I guess when that image, series came out, and mm-hmm. then when you see in the eighties, like parents who are in their like forties yeah, yeah, or mm-hmm. like late thirties, the way they're like dressed and look. To be so yeah. old, right? So it's nice that I think youth is universal because it's really a feeling and an mm. energy. So, well, let's talk a little bit about that. Like you guys are working together. It's exciting. It's a whole new aspect for you and your life. You know, um, having a partner, a creative partner. What is that like? 
We love it. Yeah. yeah. Um, of course, with James and I, we're not gonna start a family together. It's already. I didn't want to have kids of my own. Okay. I didn't want to bear kids. And um, with James, it's he's already set, and I respect him for that. I mean, it would be unfair for him to have of like course. a one-year-old, and then when he's seventy, we're still we still have someone <laughs> living under our roof. And <laughs> so, um, so this is where we bond together. We like to work together. We love working together. We love to brainstorm sit down and yeah. think about all the ideas what's our next reel what are we gonna do for this brand what's our pokolo for this one so it's it's kind of hard if you're not with somebody that understands it yeah. because it's not just the posting you know the posting and the creatives and stuff when you're doing creating content is one thing but you have to scroll content to also get so you, yeah. you know, there is a, and people, uh, somebody who's not in that space can look at it as being that's rude. That what are you doing? You're wasting your life. But no, it's like, it's like if you see a doctor, you you would never harass a doctor who's sitting down there reading, catching up on some medical stuff. You know, you'd be like, what are you doing, wasting your life away? Absolutely. But but this is what it is for us. I mean, if we're scrolling, that's part of. We have to keep abreast of what's going on. Yeah. But to a non-social media sort of. Oh my God, it's so incredible it's to have you know. My ex never understood my work yes. and always put it down, totally. to be honest. Yes. Like, it was like, yeah. pambale wala lang, mm -hmm. pang shopping more, or yes, whatever. Yes. I was like, oh my God, it's pam -pansin, -pansin actually, it's like one third of my income mm -hmm. or more, mm -hmm. right? And it's like, I have... With me, it's more than, it's, yeah, it's almost it's, 100%. It's like, you have to really make it tuto, right? Yes. And um, it's obviously so nice to have a creative partner, someone who understands what understands, you're doing, gets who can it, really yeah. like help you, like... Not just create the content, but come up with different perspectives on yeah. how yeah. to present this stuff. Mm -hmm. It's so special. And, you know, it's nice to see you guys working together. Mm -hmm. Just the photos alone, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, to a non-social media person, it's very hard to be, okay, no, the, the angle's wrong. But because we both do it, no, it's like sometimes I'm the one saying, no, that's not enough. Take one more, you know, yeah. and I'll, I'll be, and vice versa. Because we know that once you take it, that's it. That's what... Absolutely. So it's it's to answer your question very very it's I'm having a lot of fun we're both yeah well you know you know how women love to have an IG boyfriend yeah. well James is like uh, uh, like he, he doubled he, up because of you yeah. yes. you're the IG girlfriend yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I pulled out all my old cameras yeah. started dusting off the SLRs and stuff yeah no. no it's great and you can really see it you see the joy you see the partnership you see the collaboration mm -hmm. um. Is it hard to stay relevant? Very. Oh yeah. That's probably. I think. I mean, honestly. Before, right? before mm -hmm. that was my my biggest pressure. Before was you know how do you stay relevant in such a changing world, right? Um, and there's always somebody up new coming up and stuff like that. But that now challenge is double because there's that genuine relevance that you need to create both online and offline. Mm -hmm. Then you gotta cater to the almighty algorithm, which can never decide what it wants. We all hate it. We it's, all hate it because it keeps it. changing. And the irony <laughs> of all of this is, I remember getting into this so you know I could be my own boss, and to a certain degree, I was that was true. But now my boss is this algorithm, and it's for all of us. And we're like waking up in the morning. What's the algorithm want today? You want me to dance like this? I'm not going to go that far, but I'm just yeah. saying. I've seen that, you dance. Yeah, well, <laughs> true. That's I have I have caved every now and then. Three kids in school, I got to pay for it, right? So 
I had to during the pandemic. I was dancing. <laughs> that was oh my really, god! You do what you gotta do, man. You gotta do. I have my diet purse around. I think for, even for, you know, we do what we gotta do. Yeah. Other fathers are like respect, respect. Yeah, it's okay absolutely. if you're doing it to put your kids through school. Respect. There, I was on TikTok, and, but I only did TikTok because I got kicked out of Facebook for during the pandemic. It's difficult, right? Of like, course. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, sometimes I'm like, Signa, I'll just post the bikini picture for my mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's, the, it's the truth. Yes, I heard yes. you. It's the truth, right? Or you're like, okay, what other, you know, if, or if you want to post something meaningful, then like, nobody cares. Nobody so cares. <laughs> High so effort, is, good production is, value. Yeah, exactly. So, what are your feelings about that? Like, how do you feel being exposed out there every day? This is your bread and butter, mm-hmm. you know? Actually, um, there were a few months, few good months that we were going viral here and there. Like every week we would have a video that would have over a million views. Mm-hmm. And actually, I don't think a lot of people know what I had to sacrifice in order to get that kind of yeah. engagement. Because I had to, my screen time on my phone would be 8 yeah. to 12 hours. Yeah. Oh it's, that's what I was working on. Wow. Up until when, even when we're on a vacation, we were nonstop shooting for reels. And and my concepts are pretty intricate and um, it's the production, I want to keep the production value really high. So there's a lot of changing outfits, different scenes to, to shoot uh, like maybe a 15 second reel. And, and when I realized like, hang on, we weren't doing vacations like we used to do anymore. We weren't. We, we actually don't stop working. Real life. Yeah, yeah, we don't stop working real anymore. Real life, double E L. real life. Yeah, yeah. So um, lately, we've been we've dialed down a bit because yeah. it was affecting my mental health, to be honest. Absolutely. And um, also, we don't want to be that kind of creator who just puts out empty calories because we also we we feel like being a creator is also a public service i mean if you want to put out the good influence out there you gotta have some more substance substance yeah yeah, but it doesn't answer your question about the well it the yeah yeah how to monetize it because that's where it gets tricky it's like yes okay now we're feeling fulfilled but what are the public buying and the public are buying the lower end i mean like for me i have to I, i mean i'm a mother of young children um, and you know, sometimes whatever, I'm going to let my Instagram take a hit because I'm going on vacation yeah. for one month yeah. and yeah. I'm turning off my yeah. phone yeah. because yeah. I will never get that time no. back exactly. from my kids. Those mm-hmm. memories, right? those memories. And Bahala and I, I'm just going to trust that like income is going to come from somewhere mm-hmm. else and mm-hmm. the right projects will come to me. And I think once you start letting go of that, you know, need to be relevant, there's more flow in your work, mm-hmm. right? Because the right brands will come to you for yeah. your values. You if know? you cannot be dependent, this is what we've learned now and what we're working on now is how to, it, and we, we're building outside of social media because we realize that if this is really something that we, we care deeply about and want to do for our own fulfillment, I think it's gonna get to a point where it shouldn't be your, your, your daily job anymore Absolutely. because you will pander. Yeah. And if you keep pandering, you'll end up pleasing nobody. and. That's and sad. It, and it also leaves you empty. It does. Yes. So I'd rather, okay, let's let's get into the sort of passive income phase where you can build income outside of social media so that you can really keep this for what actually does fulfill your your needs or, or nourishes your soul. Because there's always going to be a need for this sub content with substance. It's just it may not be able to pay the bills. Yeah. So if you can find another way a to A good pay the balance bills. between the two, yes. right? So 
let's just bring this back to the topic, which is like new beginnings, which I feel like one, there's a new beginning in life, even for you, you've moved here, you've come back home, right? Um, what does the future look like for the two of you? <laughs> I think you should think. Yeah, okay, well, I mean, I, I think that it's a version 2.0. The it couldn't have come at a better time for me because so much of my everything, my world whole just completely changed. So it's a complete control, alt, delete like that and now a reboot. So the future is it's going to be doing more of the same but on our terms. Because if there's anything I, I learned from pre-pandemic and stuff like that, is that trajectory, maybe in a way it saved me, because that trajectory, I was doing so well yeah. heading up into the pandemic and during the pandemic. So, um, but I realized it came at the cost of my identity. Yeah. I had outsourced that. I had basically given that up to the public. And I didn't know anymore. And I felt trapped at one point where I didn't, especially with this new relationship, I was like, how do I, I realized I had to answer to so many people. So I was like, okay, the future will look like this. It's going to be on your own terms. You may not have as much, but what you have is on your own terms and you got to be genuine about your life. How about on a personal level? I don't need to smile. I got my inner <laughs> boy Abudia. Yeah. <laughs> on a personal level, what does the future look like for you guys? Like, Well, I, I hopefully a lot of travel. Mm -hmm. Hopefully a lot of travel, but... I still see us based here. Mm -hmm. I really, there was a time we were looking to be digital nomads, but I think we, we've outgrown that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah no. I'm too no, old to be a digital yeah. nomad. We came from the, <laughs> I dragged the him into that life and it didn't work well for us. Yeah. And after the pandemic, where, where we're just like so frustrated with all the restrictions and stuff yeah, like that. Travel but around. Now yeah. that, that things have settled, no, I think it's definitely the Philippines for sure because we're both from here. Kids are here. We're looking to just build here um, and stay here completely, but doing what we want to do together, building a life together, if this could be our, not our 100% source of income, but just our source of fulfillment, maybe a little bit sort of purpose, mm -hmm. then that would be the perfect formula. That's finding Ikigai, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Ikigai is your, yeah. your purpose, your mm -hmm. fulfillment, mm -hmm. what you're good at, yep. mm -hmm. and what you can get paid for. Mm -hmm. It's exactly. what everyone's looking yeah. for, right? So. Okay, just to wrap this up, every episode I like to leave people with one change or one thing that they can do today to help them in their journey of personal growth. And perhaps we can take it in that step of if you're starting your life anew or if, you know, advice for for people with families and they're they're seeking to change their life. What what would that be? Maybe we can start with Roxy. Mm-hmm. I would say um, to have more courage to be disliked because I'm living my truth anyway. Mm -hmm. And actually, this is a book that I've been reading about. So um, just f for me to stop being affected with every comment that I read, actually, I should just stop reading comments in general. And I know the truth anyway. I know, I know I'm guilt-free. It, it wasn't a, a third-party issue. It's so clear that it wasn't. And um, I don't have to prove anything to anyone yeah. and just live my life. Well, I kind of live by the saying that we have two lives and the second one begins when you realize you have only one. I think that was Confucius who said that and it really, really had an impact because I realized that despite how well-meaning people can be, and we're talking about family, friends that love you, 
and will give you advice. There's really no formula to this. And at the end of the day, when the chips are down and it's really bad, it's a single player game. You cannot outsource that suffering to other people. You are only going to have to live with the consequences of your own actions. So start investing in yourself. Start really listening to that inner voice and then understanding that you only pass through this earth once. Like also Rock said, that's very powerful. Have the courage to be disliked because when you're being disliked, you're doing something that other people really want to do for themselves but are scared. That's usually a great sign. So go out there, live your life, live it to the fullest and um, just see what happens. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much. You know, for me, my little like nugget of wisdom here, um, I'm going to bring it back a little bit. There was a point in my life where I look at myself in the mirror and I just hated myself. I was like, this is not me. What are these clothes? Why do I look like this? Why am I, why am I selling this image of me? And, you know, it came back down to a lot of things trying to, in the end, it's pleasing other people. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, no one needs to love you but yourself. Mm -hmm. And when you really love yourself and who you are and you can be your most authentic self, the rest is going to follow. Mm -hmm. So, you know, here's to liberating yourself from the clutches of appearances, right? And starting yes. over. Yeah. And you set the standard. You set the standard of how you want to be loved and you set that by how you love yourself. Absolutely. Because people will treat you the way you allow yourself to be treated. And I, I relate to what you said because there's so many doubts that you can go through as well. Was I a bad father? Was I a bad husband? Was, should I, maybe if I had given the same attention in this, you know, in the previous relationship with this, it would look different. But also, you know, it's never that simple because you're in a different phase of life. And Roxy's also brought a version out of me that I didn't even know I had. That, so it, it, there are people out there that that's your soulmate. Just don't give up. That's great. I love Aww. it. Well, cheers to finding your soulmate. May Sana all. Thank you. Sana, Sana all. all. Okay, yeah, yeah. Sana if all. Only. Yes, but you know what? The truth is the soulmate will come yeah. when you love yourself. Mm -hmm. I think that's the ultimate learning here, right? That, that, that kind of love that you can fulfill just by being alone. Mm -hmm is wonderful yeah so yes. thank you so much guys thank for being too. here thank you for joining um this podcast and i hope you guys learned a lot this was so insightful it's actually nice to have a male voice Woo! here yay role reversal and we're doing this in the pandemic the other way around yeah so thank you so much roxy for thank being here so and much. sharing I love so your openly questions. and pepper stayed the whole she did i know she's my emotional support dog yes. and now yours i love it <laughs> well thank you for joining soulful feast bite-sized information to nourish your body, mind, and spirit. <laughs>